Ralph Goings is celebrated for his highly detailed photorealist paintings of diner interiors, countertop still lives, and antique pickup trucks. In 2009, the Archives of American Art interviewed Goings for its oral history program. In this excerpt, he talks about a turning point in his career in 1963 when he began photographing subjects for his paintings. Through photographs, he found a different way of seeing the world. This interview was funded by the Terra Foundation for American Art. We tried some of those techniques, yeah. transfer techniques, yeah. and even developed some old techniques of our own. Uh, and those were good kind of, of class activities. Uh, and so I had all of these, these, these photographs, all these magazine photographs. I had boxes of them in my own studio. And one day, I was just idly looking through this box of, of pictures, and I, I pulled out this one that, that had uh, two figures that was, had been on the, I think it had been on a cover of Life magazine or something. It was two young people who had participated in some sort of demonstration uh, in Washington, D.C., so I can't even remember what, what it was about. Uh, it was an uh, African-American couple um, and I thought, I wonder if I could paint them. And so I just dropped everything else and, and drew the, the, the two of them on a, on a, I had this, this canvas that had been uh, an attempt at an abstraction that I didn't like, so I just coated it out and started painting this. I, I, I wanted, I said, I'm going to paint this as realistically as I can. I'm going to go back to the old days at art school and I'm going to render that baby and, and do the best I can with it and see if I can do it. And it was so much fun. I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to go in the house. I didn't want to leave my studio. I didn't want to, you know, get away from it. Uh, and so at one point I, I, I finished the, the, two, the two figures. And I thought, hey, this is really terrific. I really like the way they look, but I need to have more stuff in here. And I was still thinking in terms of the collage kind of thing. So I took another photograph uh, and painted it onto the canvas too. And, and I think a th there was a third image too, but I can't remember what it was. And painted that on. Anyway, I got that all painted on there and I, I really liked the way it looked and I, I think I knew then that that was the direction things were going to go uh, and that just was the beginning of it and, and I, I really uh, stopped fooling around with, with all of the other things that, that I had been playing with and set, purposely set out to, to uh, deal with it as photographs. The idea at the same time, the idea of painting from a photograph, which was a no-no, because only hobby painters did that. They, they, they painted, you know, the desert, the Arizona Highway uh, desert pictures <laughs> and they're in their hobby classes, but that's the only people who worked from photographs. And the idea of a serious painter painting from a photograph intrigued me. And then, of course, the light went on and I realized that there have been people in the past uh, uh, that we all know and loved <laughs> who had, uh, 
had been affected by by uh, working from photographs. So, were there I, any particular artists uh, of those artists who you really felt had inspired you to do that, had permitted you to do that? Well, we can start with Vermeer, and we can work right up to um, Aikens. Aikens. <laughs> No, I, I was, I was, you know, it, it was at that point where I really started realizing about, you know, all of the... So you never thought about painting those girls from life, <clears throat> drawings, having a model for you? You, you took, a, you felt no. it would be better to take a picture? No, no. Well, the, well, there was a conceptual element here because I wanted something that represented a, a different way of seeing. Uh, you know, the idea that the eyeball realist is one thing. There's the imaginary realist, which is another thing. And there's a photorealist, which is, it may be a bastard thing, but it's it's another thing, you know. Uh, and the idea that working from photograph was another way of looking at the world, indirectly, albeit, but... Uh, Nevertheless, a different way than has been done before. Um, so you, that was you. You you were working with in oils, right? Yeah. And you've always stuck to that. When you first started this approach, were you working directly um, as opposed to very traditional old master techniques of of uh, doing underpainting and etc or did you work directly with the color on the on the canvas well or you were were you using glazes you know those old kind of old master techniques I'm, I'm, were you using old master techniques like glazing and layering of the paint or did you work directly um almost always wet and wet um, but no, too, because once I got going and started uh, taking photographs, you know, specifically for making paintings, uh, I began to think more in terms of, of, of craftsmanship. Of you know of good structure, uh, proper layering, and so on. So I I uh, began underpainting, uh, just very with with very thin color, uh, you know, oil paint thin thin way down with turpentine, just to, as a stain to to uh, indicate the the general uh, local color areas. Mm -hmm. And then after that dried, uh, a layer of overpainting, which was generally finished, uh, wet in wet as as I went along. Mm -hmm. When you were when you had this kind of eureka moment, you knew you loved painting that those that figure, and that that would be the direction you would take. Was there a did you have a circle of of friends of artists? in Sacramento there, who you shared this 
this new direction with who were supportive or did you feel very isolated and alone in well, this Well, at first I felt isolated because I didn't know what anybody else was doing uh, because I wasn't really paying that much attention at that point because we had just come to Sacramento from another area and I didn't know anybody locally. It wasn't until later when I met a lot of, well, I met Wayne Tebow uh, and uh, it turned out that uh, one of the art teachers in the same high school district where I was teaching but at a different school uh, was Mel Ramos and I met him one summer session when the two of us uh, signed on to do a, a summer session teaching and we taught together for one summer and I got to know him. Uh, he at the time was an abstract, was painting ab very abstractly, uh, but subsequently became <laughs> Mel Ramos. <laughs> uh, and I, I think I, you know, it seems to me that I don't think that the the painting that I was talking about, that I was describing, I don't know that. I think I did that before I met Mel. I don't think he, I don't think he ever saw that. But I at at, at the time, uh, the few artists that I knew, uh, I didn't think that they would they would appreciate it because it wasn't like the Kooning or mm -hmm. you know it wasn't. You you at the same time in the early '60s you saw pop art, right? Yes. Talk about when you when you first saw those paintings. I guess in the museum in San Francisco. I or saw galleries. a show in San Francisco. Uh, I guess it was probably the first pop art show that that uh, was shown in in New York. It was a museum show that came. I don't know where it came from, but it came to the San Francisco Museum, and I I went there because I knew all the, who these people were, and I'd been reading about them in art magazines and so on. And I was really intrigued by them because, because you felt this affinity because they were yes, rendering because real. they were they were uh, they were uh, uh, reaping their 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 uh, subjects from the same areas that I'd been fooling around with too. Uh, so I went. And I thought, gee, you know, maybe these guys are, are somebody I should really look at. So I went to the show, and I spent a lot of time there, and I was disappointed because. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the images were the images, but they seemed so, uh, the paintings seemed so sort of tacky. There were little strings hanging off corners and, and the canvas was all loose and floppy and, and they were sloppily painted. Uh, and, you know, and to them, it, that was the point. They, they, were, they were not concerned about technique and, and, and style. It was sock them in the eye with the image, you know, which was is what they were about. Uh, but then I realized that that wasn't what I was about, that I wanted something more, something more, uh, in my own mind, I thought elegant, you know. I, I, I just love the idea of, of a elegantly painted surface. I mean, my paintings are not, you know, they have a lot of paint on them. But there's enough paint on there that if you look closely, you get the feel of the of the uh, of the paint itself, uh, and even 
if, if the tooth of the canvas is showing to you know in mm -hmm. the, in the paint that that adds to it it makes the painting is is a, is an object it's a thing it's not just a representation it's it's a it's something that that was built you know that's why that's the, that's the argument about if it, if the painting is going to be if it's going to look just like a photograph why not just take a photograph but it's they're not the same photographs are not, are uh, now I just described before that what what the difference is that that uh, a painting has substance and I know that there are photographers who are making these huge prints and they're printing on aluminum and they're printing on this and they're printing on that but it's still the essence of the photograph is that it's that it's a, a, a chemical uh, impression, a chemical reproduction of of a visual thing, um, which is fine. I, you know, I'm not saying that, that that disqualifies it from anything. But what I'm I'm trying to say, I guess, is that that for me, it's it's the the making of the painting and the and the seeing and and uh, I'm not going any place with no, this. No, you are. <laughs> you are. When when you started using photographs, uh, I think it was by the early '70s. Um, actually 69 yeah. that you did the first pickup truck at that point you're not only using the photograph for information about an image and color and light but you're also using or the question is did you also want to depict the aspect of reality that were photographic the distortions, the photograph, the quality of reality that camera sees, rather than using the photograph as a reference from which you would paint your version of reality. I think that probably my mind is a mixture of both of those because there are certain uh, effects that I I see in a photograph that I I find. It, uh, I can I can translate into paint language. That is a is a different kind of language than than the photo language. Uh, in other instances, there are photo effects like certain halos that happen because of of the way light strikes something or the, the way it bounces off something, uh, which I find intriguing. Well, like. Look at this. This, this kind of thing, this, this shininess that was that was on this metal strip yes. here. In the photograph, this is this just a blur. Uh, and you read it because you 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 trust the photograph to tell you the truth. Well, I I tried to make this a, a little bit something more to uh, just play with it, you know, just to, to uh, make it in, in, uh, a little more in paint language. Uh, so the intention for you was not to copy 
exactly every aspect every oh, no. aspect of the photographic no no the cameras no 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 the photograph is, as you said before is, is uh, a source of information and if if the if uh, uh, if some photographic if, if some if there's some element that, that looks the way it looks because it is a photograph only, but that would not look that way with a naked eye, that's okay. Either way, uh, I can do it one way or I can do it the other. I can do, I have to, I can choose. Uh, it's like, you know, sometimes the light in a photograph of a shiny table in a diner uh, hits the corner of, from the window, sunlight comes in and hits it, and it makes, like there's a line here, and there's this is bright light here, and this is darker over here. In the photograph, that looks, that edge doesn't line up. This looks fatter, because it's, there's, it's the light is more intense, and the camera reads that as, as bigger. Uh, straightening that out, is one way to go, and and uh, and denying what the photograph has seen, what the camera has seen, and and straightening it out, then would would try to put it the way the naked eye would see it. But sometimes it's more interesting just to let to to accept what the camera saw, and say, hey, if it works, it works, and it does sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. It's uh, you know the other ways. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, paint. When I make a painting, I, I I keep working on it until it looks right to me as a painting. Because by this time I've already put the photographs away, uh, and what I'm after is a painting that looks like a painting. When when that you, I like. 